Virginia. Did you know the law protects patients from surprise medical bills? Insurance companies and hospitals post cost information online. You can request a good faith estimate three days ahead of hospital care. Know your rights as a healthcare consumer. Visit controlyourcare.com to learn more about patient-focused healthcare laws. Controlyourcare.com can help empower your healthcare decisions. Paid for by the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What are you laughing about? You're just so like, I'm very perky. (laughs) It's pretty great. You're very perky. Um, But carry on. The the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl. Let me try. Let me try. (laughs) Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to, to Latter-day Lesbian Podcast. A podcast about yeah, let's, let's, let's a nice do woman gay girl. Can I just get through it? Yep. Trying we, to figure out life. I think I got through it. I think that okay. was it. I think right. that was the rest of it. We get it. Oh, and we are coming to you, not even remotely live, Mm-mm. at Temple Square in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes, we are. Check it out. There it is, in old glory. Those of you who are patrons can see where we're coming from. <laughs> yeah, you can see the beautiful Mormon. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say that. It's a win say for it. Satan. No, we're calling it Mormon. Okay. We're, we're Satan's minions. <laughs> are we? <laughs> yes. I think I'm drinking like devil juice right here. Red wine. Red wine. Patrons, you get to watch all of this madness. So if you are a patron on Patreon, you can see this lovely temple background we have yes, you can. for you today. Can I announce the new patrons? We yes. had a great week. And I just we want really to say thank, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It really feels good to know that people want to support us. Yeah. And it makes us just want to create more and more, more and content. give it to you. And here we go. Laura S. Thank you. Lori Z. You're awesome. Alyssa H. Mm-hmm. Jeff H. I know Jeff H. from the gym. Thank you, Jeff. Hallie C. Diane B. By the way, she was my young women's leader when I lived in New Mexico. Wow. Yeah, she kicks ass. Um, so thank you for that. And Mercedes A. Nice. There we go. Good group. How do people find us on Patreon? Well, you go to patreon.com slash Latter-day Lesbian and sign up. There we go. We'd really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everyone. Okay, so what are we doing today? What are we talking um, about? Well, let's talk about what did we do last week? Anything great? Although you told me not to ask you that anymore because sometimes you just don't do shit and you have nothing to say. Well, yeah, but. sometimes it's just a regular week and I'm, you know, working with Dan. I want to give Dan at Extension Audio and now video, right? Dan? Uh, a shout out because he's helping me. He's going to be helping with this video. Yeah, we stumbled across an ex-Mormon mm-hmm. video and audio editor. Yep, that's right. And he's helping us out. Yep. Thanks, Dan. Thank you so much. Let's see. We went um, Saturday. I got some more work on my tattoo. And yep. for those of you who can view, view the video, check it out. Check it out. I have the twine, which is now going between the birds. I'll have to put a picture of it. Yeah. Yep, yep, looking That's good. very cool. Looking good. And we have hit over 35,000 total downloads. Yes. That's pretty cool news. Yeah, pumped. Yeah, I Any, love that. Anyone in the local Northern Virginia area, when we hit 50,000, we are going to have to host like a happy hour or something. Yeah, we, we want to party. party. We will play. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds sure. good. Yep. What else? Anything else? Oh, I wanted to tell a quick funny story about my kids before I forget. I'm afraid I'll forget at the end. So I had Cassidy, who's five, and Philip, who's eight, not baptized. Yay, Philip. Um, <laughs> in the back of my car, we were driving around and Casty says, 
we call her Smashy. Smashy says, hey, mom, where do babies come from? And I pause because I didn't feel like answering. And Philip, who's eight, goes, oh, they come from their mom's vagina. And it's like, <laughs> seriously disgusting. <laughs> vagina. Vagina. So yeah, our word I've of the day is it. vagina. You've been saying it wrong. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong. No, it's it's B, vagina. Well, did you did you tell him, actually, Philip, it's not disgusting. And one day you might appreciate a vagina. I guess I, you didn't I say said all nothing. That. <laughs> I just was laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are like an old married couple. Mm. They'll fight and they'll bicker, but then they'll sit there and discuss life. And it is the funniest thing to hear Philip, who complains about the entire world, and Cassidy, who's just like going off of the intelligence of her older siblings, like all of their terms or her terms, you know, mm-hmm. just to hear them sit and chat about life. It's good shit. Hmm. There you go. Wise kids who can, who can figure it. I wouldn't it. say wise. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. what are you going to do? Funny kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are entertaining. They are. Um, so last week I posted a picture of me and Cody Brown. Oh, right. And that got quite the response. Some people were like, oh my God, sister wives, Cody Brown. And some people were like, he's a disgusting pig, you know, like acting like I'm buddies with him. So just so everyone knows. Some people love him too. So last week we talked about this these Denver snuffer conferences that I went to. That was mm-hmm. last week. Snufferites. Snufferites. And so he was at one of these conferences, and that's where I ran into him and just went and sat down. I was like, hey, Cody Brown, right? I watched your show. Can I have a selfie? And he was like, oh, yeah, of course. And then I asked him how his family was doing, and he goes, oh, they're doing great. But I don't know. The kids seem to not be too interested in carrying on the religion. I was like, hmm, interesting. Wow. Does that mean he's going to still be a sister wife? Well, no, I think his kids husband? are like, we don't, we don't want to do this shit. I don't know. I don't keep up with the show anymore. I don't know if any of his children are currently in polygamous marriages, but I think they are not super yeah, I don't interested. Yeah, really get it. Mm, yeah, me neither. Yeah. Not, not, my, not my bag. No. So no, Cody Brown and I are not buds. I just had to get a selfie with him because Cody Brown. Sure. Why not? And you did. Mm-hmm. So I had a weird question about collab. Oh, collab, the um, phrase of the day last week. We have to give credit. You know, I just got through saying last week, and if we use your phrase, we're going to give you credit. And, and then, then I didn't. went and forgot. There were two people yeah. actually who submitted, said, this. submitted this. And one is my good friend, Heather V. Thank you. Hi, and Heather. Catherine C. Thanks, everybody. So hi to collab was kick ass. That was a good one. Yeah, that was keep a good them, one. Keep them coming. And if you are a resident of collab, are you a colabite or are you a colab- colabonian or a colaban? Colabin. Well, A, it's fake. <laughs> so you can be whatever you want. Colabian. Okay. Like a Bostonian. So God's a colabian? Or he's a colabite. He's probably a colabite. He can be whatever he wants. He, she, they, them, it, nothing. Who knows? Okay. Just was wondering that this week. So I thought I'd ask. Don't we also have a troll to roast today? It's been a few weeks. Yeah, we haven't roasted a troll in a while. It's been a little quiet on the mm-hmm. troll front. I think it's been quiet because we haven't boosted any posts to random people. <laughs> so we haven't had yeah. the random feedback. Although on Instagram, I did have someone post gross. <laughs> Just that? <laughs> okay, if you're 12. Yeah. <laughs> Which part is gross? I, I don't know. Hmm, I don't Vagina? feel Vagina? <laughs> There's nothing gross about vaginas. Not a damn thing. Thank you. You're welcome. I know, and that's what Philip needs to learn. Philip, well, I didn't. Do, I didn't think he thought that vaginas were gross. I just think he thought that babies coming out of a vagina would be gross. Maybe I'll ask him. Maybe we'll have him as a guest on the show and be like, Philip, <laughs> tell us about your experience with vaginas. <laughs> tell us all about it. <laughs> oh, Philip, because you're so knowledgeable. It's so knowledgeable, mm-hmm. that kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, yeah, roasting the troll. So we had. Just Wait, a we got to do cue music. That's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is the segment called Roast the Trolls. Cue music. Feel better? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Okay. <laughs> who, who are we roasting today, um, So Shelley? we are roasting someone by the name of Anne. And it was interesting. I don't know this person. Mary doesn't know this person, but she listens to the podcast. So... And if you're listening, we're roasting you in a kind way just to answer the questions that you had because I read through it and I was like, huh? And I was in kind of a lousy mood. I'm going to be honest. I had some lousy mood going on this weekend uh-huh. off and on. And so I meant I meant to forward it's called it. called anxiety and depression. Hmm. Truth. Yeah. Um, and somehow, somehow I deleted it. And then I texted Mary. I was like, oh my gosh, you have to read this. But I, I think I deleted it. So I was looking up online, like how to recover, delete it. You can't with Facebook. It's done. Gone. Oh, okay. But I know generally speaking what it was about. So what was it about? Well, she started off by saying, I have enjoyed listening to some, or maybe she said much. She didn't say all. She, it was like a portion of the podcast. The, the podcast. Okay. But then she said, Basically, that I am making public things that should be private, okay. and that I'm dragging my family through the mud as I'm doing so, and that I shouldn't do that to people who mean the most to me. Also, that she feels like she is listening to us in private therapy, and that makes her uncomfortable. That should be kept in private. Also said that I am too old to be being hurt by my parents, so I need to grow up. <laughs> and also, she said, and what's with all the drinking? <laughs> like you're too old for that. And I was like, She's what very the, judgmental. What the fuck? And which was funny is because I read it and I'm like, I don't know who she is. And then I clicked on her profile and it's her profile picture is a picture of her chugging a beer. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, judgy McJudge face for no reason. <laughs> judgy McJudge face. Yeah. So oh, she also said, don't bring your children into it or something. Yeah, she said I was dragging my children and family through okay, the mud. Okay. Well, A, I don't think that we're dragging your kids through the mud. The, no. The only real episode, I mean, you tell funny stories about your kids, but the only really real episode we talked about your kids in detail was the one where you came out to them and it was a fine afternoon. You went to the movies, they made jokes. Yeah, my kids kick ass. There's really, there's funny things to say about my kids, but there's nothing, like there's there's nothing nothing to rip on. They're good kids. They're funny. They're respectful. Yeah. So I don't really understand that comment that she made. Yeah. I don't know. Um, As far as dragging... I'm assuming she's talking about my parents or my my siblings, maybe. I think she was kind of saying, get over it. Yes. And I don't appreciate that. And here's why. There is nothing that feels less kind and loving and accepting and understanding than someone saying, hey, get over it. Right. Like... Seriously, you get over it. Why are you sending me messages? <laughs> you get, you, over, you get over your issue with me. <laughs> um, and for her to say that I'm too old to get hurt by my parents. Is there an age ne- limit? There's not an age limit where your parents yeah. don't have the power to hurt you. Somewhere, unless you've completely like gotten them out of your lives. But they're, they're still my family. They're still my parents. Yeah. And I love them. And the things that they say and they do, they affect me. Well, and you've never had a chance in your life to actually process that and deal with it until yeah. like now. Right. Right, right, right. So now is the time when you're dealing with it. Yes. And telling someone get over it really isn't helpful. No, 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 no. Don't ever say that to anyone. That's just not a kind thing to say. No, people move through things, issues in their life at their own pace. You Mm -hmm. can't rush that sort of thing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Oh, and the other thing is we have always said this was like group therapy with thousands of our closest friends. Like Like how is she suddenly shocked and upset by it unless she just jumped right in on some episode? Maybe maybe she just barely jumped in. I don't know. Maybe. But it's like, well, if you don't want to hear it, then, you know, you can just not listen. Yeah. 
We might not be for everybody. That's true. We should yeah. be, but we might not be. <laughs> we just might not. Be. Yeah, you can find a podcast that stays very surface and and is always jovial, and oh, that's great. Find it, but that's, that's not, not us. us. We're no. we're all over the place. So we get into it, people. Yeah. So Anna, if get you're listening, I invite you to maybe try harder to understand why we're doing what we're doing, and if you don't want to. That's, That's okay. cool. You don't have to listen to to us. I honestly do appreciate your message. I'm glad that you reached out. Although it's weird that you don't know me at all and you thought that you should give this kind of like prickly advice to me. I, I don't know. It just seems like a little, little crossing boundaries with someone that you don't know. But I would welcome, since I can't reply to you because I deleted it, I would welcome you to send me another one and try try again. And cheers. Raise your glass. Because <laughs> we're still going to drink. Uh-huh. Yeah. And to tell another grown-ass adult what's up with all the drinking, like we have a glass of wine when we podcast. We don't um, get drunk and fight. We get drunk and make the love. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next, Mary? I think it's time for the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day, Shelley. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. <laughs> okay, Mary. Yes, Shelly. The fucked up Mormon phrase of the day today is brought to you by a Reddit subscriber. Okay, so we're actually naming this person this time. That's great. So this person is on Reddit, ex-Mormon Reddit, Sunny Sprinkles. Guessing not her <laughs> real name. Sunny Sprinkles, this is for you. You ready? Yes. Endure to the end. Endure to the end. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I feel like this would have to do with just going along with, you know, just towing the Mormon line till your last breath. You have to go along with all the stupid Mormon crap, like the Kolob planet and whatever, (laughs) or you have your temple recommend snatched. Well, always the temple recommend comes in there. (laughs) Yeah, you just go along with the plan until you die. Yeah, you kind of got it right. I did? Yes. I got one right. (laughs) The very third one. (laughs) The very third one you got right. But let me give you a little more information on this. So this is something that you did. Maybe it's because it just sounds a little bit like what it is, probably. It does. So in the Book of Mormon, there is a verse. It says, Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the words of Christ, and endure to the end, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. Okay, so basically... It's kind of paraphrase. I think there's another line in there. I remember I had to memorize it. Hold up the goofy faith until the ver- your very last breath and you'll make it into heaven, right? Yeah, here's the thing. I don't like the word endure. I don't like the idea of just getting through because that's what I did for 40 some years. I was just getting through. Yeah. I don't want to just get through. And there's this thing in Mormonism, and I think it's actually in Christianity in general, where we need to somehow suffer like Jesus did to like appreciate him or or whatever. A, if Jesus is real. B, if Jesus is who he claimed to be or they claim to be in in the New Testament. He doesn't want us to suffer. He doesn't want us to like endure to the end. He was always saying, be of good cheer. He was happy. He had people trying to kill his ass and he was happy and telling people, be of good cheer. So this whole endure to the end, I don't like that. It's a way to just get you to shut up when times are hard and just deal with it. You know? Yeah. No. Well, I know you're overwhelmed and I know that you feel like no one listens and I know that you're just a woman and so you have no rights in this church, but you need to endure to the end. Uh-huh. And I like it. Yeah, there's this weird suffering thing that a lot of Christians, I think, think you have to do. Maybe other religions think that too, not just Christianity, but for sure the whole idea of like suffering for your faith 
I mean, look at vows of chastity that the Catholics do. God, talk about suffering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no vagina going on there. No, no vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there was like the whole sackcloth and ashes thing when someone died in the mourning period and everything in the Old Testament. You wear like burlap sacks and yeah. itchy as, as all get out. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Ripping your clothes over your suffering. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, I can't imagine any kind of greater power, God, or whatever is going on on Kolob or whatever it is. <laughs> like, looking down at his children and being like, suffer, suffer. You suffer, suffer. The more you suffer, the better I feel. Like, it just... I mean, that kind of is Old Testament God in a nutshell, if you think Ugh, about it. Like, I hate, look what, I hate Old Testament Look what happened God. to Job. I know. I don't believe in that shit. I think those are just made-up stories to get people to, like, endure to the end. See? Quit your bitching and endure it. Yeah. At least you don't have boils all over your body. Right? Yeah, you could be a leper. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> endure. Is that a, is that a new segment? <laughs> you, you could, could be, be a leper. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Next time we complain, like if you complain about something, I'll be like, yeah, well, well you could, you be, could a be a leper. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, feel better about your life, your crappy life, because yeah. you actually could be a leper. <laughs> I'm going to tell my kids, Philip, <laughs> Philip's going to hear that from me like 12 times a day. Next time it's he's like, like, what's that? School gets in the way of everything. Oh, yeah, Philip, well, you could be a leper. I'm going to try that tomorrow morning. All right. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> well, maybe we should move on to our listener email for the Ooh, week. Oh, yes. Speaking yeah. of enduring to the end, right? Oh, yeah. Has it got that in there? I all believe right, well, so. All right. Well, I didn't want to read ahead. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Chris, who is male, says... So the endure to the end thing, there Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. I have stuff to say about this. When I was nearing turning eight and was about to be baptized, I remember very clearly kind of wishing I would die before I turned eight because once that happened and I was baptized, I would begin to be responsible for every freaking sin I accumulated and would have to begin repenting of all of that often by going in and doing it in front of a bishop. If I died before eight, in Mormonism, you go right back to the presence of God automatically. I remember this being really heavy on me as a kid, this idea that I was going to have to begin repenting of everything all the time to the very end, he says, endure to the end. To be not even eight and thinking about all your sins already? Oh, yeah. Who has sins before eight years old? Well, you're excited that you're going to be baptized because all of your sins are then washed away, which, yeah, what what do you, can you possibly do? I don't know. Before you're eight. He felt really guilty about it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a lot of responsibility. And can you imagine an eight? Because I remember being baptized at age eight. And it wasn't this feeling of being renewed and following Jesus. I, the feeling was like, okay, I can't screw up. I can't screw up. I can't screw up. Because if I screwed up, I knew the embarrassment and shame that would happen for me to have to go tell my parents, then tell the bishop. And I, that's a scary thing for a kid. So is this before you were baptized or after you felt this way? After. Because it's kind of like you have free sin. I mean... Up yeah, until that up until point. You're, you're eight. Eight is the age of accountability. Like, what kind of eight-year-old is okay. a, can can make rational decisions? Philip is eight. Yeah. And he's talking about vaginas. So, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, he barely got out of pull-ups. That's true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see him taking on the weight of the world, you know what I mean? Oh, and accounting for Phillip. all of his sins. Oh, little Philly-willy. No <laughs> cutie. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just a lot to think about when you're eight for years sure. old. So I know I mentioned on a, a much earlier podcast that I was molested as a child, and this actually happened 
after I was baptized. So I was eight years old, but it was after I was baptized. And I remember just feeling like, how am I ever going to repent of this? And like wishing it had happened before I was baptized. So you felt like you needed to repent of it. Yeah. Why do you think? I remember feeling like when it was happening, I had kind of a gross feeling and that should have made me realize that it was wrong. And I did think it was wrong when things were happening. Um, And because I had those feelings like this was wrong, then it was my fault and I needed to repent of it. Mm. But I didn't. And so I just carried that with me. Wow. For, God, I was 21 before I said anything to anyone. Wow. Yikes. Mm -hmm. That's a somber little note right there. Yeah. But Chris, thank you for writing in. That is a heavy weight to bear when you're eight years old and already worrying about, you know, potentially sinning. The stress they put on these kids. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, that's not great. Mm -mm. Kids at eight shouldn't be stressing about if they're going to sin and have to repent. Like, just let them be. Let them play. Yeah. Let them just be kids. Yeah. The guilt. Oof. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What's next? What's next? So. (laughs) I think I'm going to have a drink of my wine. Drink that wine. Yeah. Oh, last week on the internets, I always have to call oh, the internets. Yeah. I posted Gosh. that video of douchebag asshat Elder Bednar um, with his commentary on. Should we just play it and let people listen? If you're not on our Facebook feed, then you won't know what this is. That's true. We did talk about Elder Bednar, and he was a president at Brigham Young University for a in, while. In Idaho, he? yeah. In Idaho. Yeah. Okay. And I haven't heard many people who have met him or have experienced him say many great things about him. He's just kind of really cold. And But in this audio clip, he is addressing students at BYU? I think it's BYU-Idaho. I don't know okay. for sure. It could, it could it's be... It's definitely I don't a, know. A, an audience of, of young people, yes. you can tell. Yeah, it would be men and women between the age of 18 and like 25. That's going to be your, your rough audience there at a Brigham Young University school. Okay. Yep. Let me throw this out there for those of you who are listening who are not Mormon. Elder Bednar is number seven in charge of the Mormon church. So you've got the prophet and his two counselors and then four more people and that's him. Wow. So, and they kind of go in order and they're all getting old. So he's definitely in line for... He's in line to be running the ship, you know, in the next probably 10 years. All right. Well, let's play this clip. Mm -hmm. Sister Bednar and I are acquainted with a returned missionary who had dated a special young woman for a period of time. This young man cared for the young woman very much and he was desirous of making his relationship with her more serious. He was considering and hoping for engagement and marriage. Now, this relationship was developing during the precise time that President Hinckley counseled the Relief Society sisters and young women of the church to wear only one earring in each ear. The young man waited patiently over a period of time for the young woman to remove her extra earrings, but she did not take them out. This was a valuable piece of information for this young man, and he felt unsettled about her non-responsiveness to a prophet's pleading. For this and other reasons, he ultimately stopped dating the young woman because he was looking for an eternal companion who had the courage to promptly and quietly obey the counsel of the prophet in all things and at all times. The young man was quick to observe that the young woman was not quick to observe. Now, before I continue, I presume that some of you might have difficulty with my last example. You may believe the young man was too judgmental or that basing an eternally important decision, even in part, 
upon such a supposedly minor issue is silly or fanatical. Perhaps you were bothered because the example focuses upon a young woman who failed to respond to prophetic counsel instead of a young man. <laughs> I simply invite you to consider and ponder the power of being quick to observe and what was actually observed in the case I just described. The issue was not earrings. Ugh, can I throw up now? So Mary, this is all relatively new to you, experiencing these asshats saying things in the Mormon church. Why don't you give me a little bit of feedback? The issue was not earrings. Ah, what a douche. Yeah, the issue was trying to get women to know their place. Mm-hmm. Obey quietly. Yeah. And here's the thing that's rather irritating about it. The prophet, it was not his personal taste to mm-hmm. have more than one earring. Mm-hmm. He was just sort of mentioning it yeah. in passing, really, right? right? It yep. wasn't even like a, a commandment. Yeah, it wasn't like, God wants me to tell you, blah, blah, blah. He just was like, you know, yeah, so how my did, opinion, blah, blah, blah. Right. So mm-hmm. how did that become misconstrued into this commandment? Because people in the Mormon church like to go back and find things that others have said and suddenly make that into God's commandment, law. God's law. For example, the whole... Um, Hot drinks and the word of wisdom became coffee and tea just because Joseph Smith's brother happened to say, oh, yeah, it's probably coffee and tea. Boom. Suddenly, this is what God said. I see. They'll pick anything. Huh. Okay. Elder Bednar. I was reading um, a lot of this was on YouTube, and I read a lot of the comments and so many people were like, oh, my gosh, that, that lady, that that young woman or whatever dodged a bullet. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're going to marry this dude that, that wants to control you and thinks that I did love you until I discovered you had two sets of earrings, and now I just can't love you anymore. Yeah, you, you don't quickly and quietly obey. Right. You're not a good eternal companion. Right. Oh, what a douche. <laughs> so for me... When I got to BYU, I already had a bit of a sordid past. I wasn't a virgin. I had had alcohol. Um, I'd had boyfriends, and I felt like I was dirty. And I think that any return missionary could have proposed to me, and I would have said yes. Wow. Because I didn't feel worthy of anyone. Uh, and it's speeches like this that instill that in yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. You know? and, and of course, I was thinking, God, why couldn't have all the women in that room get up collectively and storm out? That's they probably bullshit. sat there and took their earrings out. Ugh. You know? Do you remember the story I told about the nose piercing? Yeah. And it was all from that Relief Society lesson where they were saying, what are some ways that following the prophet has blessed you? And the one lady said, oh, well, when yes. President Hinckley said, take your earrings out, I did. And yeah. it was such a good example to my little sister. And she took hers uh-huh. out, too. This is the same thing. Yeah. But basically, this girl that has two sets of earrings is not temple worthy. No, she won't be a worthy companion because she didn't quietly obey. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Wow, and this I, guy's going to be in charge, we think, one day. Yeah, he's one of the worst. Although Elder Oaks, who's who will be in charge sooner, is very, very anti-gay. Like, he's bad. Mm. So we'll see. I'm sure we'll get people well, he'll writing never, about that. Um, flyer banner from no. The when he gets temple. in, they will they will roll that banner right up. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll probably like burn that banner Gosh. in effigy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also for men who were listening to this, it's not just bad for the women, it's bad for the men because now they are elevated even higher above the women. They are like, okay, well, I need to make sure I pick and choose through all of these women who want me and find the one who's going to obey. Hmm. Whereas I didn't feel like I was getting to pick anything. I was just hoping that someone would want me. 
Wow. And that's a horrible position to be in. Yeah. I, I just, I felt so unworthy of any like return missionaries love. I felt totally right. unworthy of it. And so seriously, anyone could have proposed to me and I would have said yes, because it was like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't believe you want me. Oh God, Shelly. Yeah. That's not a great feeling. No, not at all. Clearly it didn't work out. <laughs> the marriage that I said <laughs> right. yes to. Um, right. Well, you guys didn't really know each other. No, no, not really at all. I, God, I would, I would hate for my boys. I have four boys. I would hate for them to have the attitude of, I am better than all of these girls and I'm going to watch and wait and see which one is, is, is quietly and quickly obedient. And that's the one I choose. Like, what the fuck? I mean, is that really a good trait to look for in a partner is obedience? Is that really what you're going if for? If you're a Mormon man, yeah, you want obedience. Can't you just like get a blow up doll? Oh, I guess they don't. <laughs> you know, you got to have a thousand children. <laughs> How you can do that with a blow up doll? Did you ever see that um, that show Humans? No. Yeah, the robots are really uh, lifelike. You get yourself one of those. Mm, okay. Yeah. They can obey you all day long. Yeah. You know, we could play so many clips of these men of God, okay. and I use this in quotation because I don't believe that they are, mm-hmm. saying horrible things. And, you know, people like to say, well, the church is perfect, but the members are not. And it's just a cultural thing and blah, blah, blah. No, these are the men who are in charge. The church is made up of its members. Yes. The, these these are the men saying these things that then create this culture in Mormonism, which is shit. It's yeah. harmful shit. So you can't say, well, the leaders of the church are great. The church membership sucks because they're told to obey. No matter what. No matter what, the people above them. And this guy who said this crazy shit is seriously seventh in line to being prophet. He'll be prophet in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. And this is his attitude. And you Mormons typically just go along with it. So no, there's a problem with the leadership. They're not men of God. You don't say this kind of thing and still be a man of God. And clearly Mormon girls cannot express any individuality. No, he oh, and his attitude when he made fun of them at the end, like, oh, are you upset because I chose the example of a woman mm-hmm. being disobedient not a man? He didn't even like, like, he just left at that, like, oh, gosh, like, how how dare you? You know, who cares? Just mm-hmm. such a douche. Yeah. These are the people that are leading and revered. the Mormons. Yeah. And revered. And revered. Yeah. Ugh. I know. I'm so glad I got out of that. But it's so frustrating to me that my family is still so in it. Yeah. And I can't say anything about it because, you know, I'm just looked at it as the angry ex-Mormon. Mm-hmm. You know what? I am the angry ex-Mormon, actually. And yeah. it's disgusting to me that my family still reveres these men. They're just douches. And I'm sure Elder Bednar has said great things like follow Christ or whatever. But the fact that he would point out this story. About earrings. Yeah. About yeah. earrings. I know. Seriously. I know. Anyway, I'm glad we had a chance to dive into that because this was such a frustrating video and so many people commented when uh, when we posted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll find more of those you know, yeah. types of clips. If you have any treat. that you love, send them. Love? Mm-hmm. Air quotes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I know I talked about family there at the end of that. I just wanted to really quickly talk about my parents. Yeah. So I know that I tend to rip on them from time to time, mostly my dad. Um, because he is for sure the one who is the most entrenched in Mormonism. Mm-hmm. So it works for him. He gets to be in charge. He gets to be God's favorite. And so a lot of my stories are the damage that I have had dealing with my dad being Mormon. Yeah. 
I think outside of Mormonism, my dad would be a great guy. I think inside of Mormonism is hard because of how he was raised and how he was taught. But I do want to say my mom and dad both have been trying so hard lately Mm -hmm. to be more accepting of me. And I think it's, I think it's wonderful. You know, we're going out to Utah for pride and my mom and dad both offered to let us stay with them in their house, which is great. I know a a lot of gay ex-Mormons whose parents would never Mm -hmm. allow them to stay with them and especially not and bring their girlfriend along. No way. Right. So they've come a long way. Um, They've offered to let us use their car while, while we're in town. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're trying. Yeah. And I just want to say that I really, really appreciate that. And today I called them just to chat and I told them how much I appreciated how hard they were trying and that it really meant a lot to me. Um, and that I do in the podcast, they don't listen, but I do in the podcast bring up stories that have to do with the way I was treated by my parents mm-hmm. because of Mormonism and that I will continue to talk about that because it is my story. It is where why I am where I am now. Yeah. Um, but I'm also going to throw out there when they are awesome. And right now they're trying really hard to mm-hmm. be awesome. And I appreciate it. I really do. Mom and dad, if you ever decide to listen. Shout out to mom Shout and dad. Shout out to mom and dad. Y'all mom and are dad trying. Johnson. Y'all are trying hard. <laughs> I know it's not natural for my dad to be accepting of things like his daughter being gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and leaving the church. And leaving I mean, the church. It's a lot for them to take. Yeah, he he doesn't talk about it, but he also is just trying so hard to be nice. Mm-hmm. And I do. I appreciate that. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's yes. great. Positive note there to end on. Mm-hmm. This is a good episode. Yeah. Well, so we covered a lot. Yeah. What are we talking about next week? <laughs> um, are we tapped out? We, yeah, no, we still have plenty to talk about. Okay. I mean, next week, there's there's a lot more stories about me leaving the church for sure. I mean, we didn't really touch on that this week because I wanted to dig in on this Elder Bednar thing because he's such a douche and I wanted to talk about it. I am proud of that woman, though, for not taking her earrings out. Yeah, good for her. And standing up for her individuality. Yeah. Even though I don't know, having a double piercing is a big mark of individuality. It is when you're Mormon. In the Mormon church. You know what? Here's a funny story. Not funny. It's sad, actually. But I remember when Brent's mom would complain because her daughter, who is a few years younger than Brent, um, but her daughter was a grown-ass adult, like married and everything, she would put this little clip-on earring up here, up here on her ear. It was cute. Okay. And her mom would just be like, oh, I can't believe she's putting that on. It's just... Well, it wasn't a piercing. It wasn't a piercing, but it was an additional earring, and her mom did not like it because it was the appearance of evil. Because you can't have too many ornaments or something. No, don't be ornamented. Okay. So dumb. Wasn't there this expression about... We're looking like a whore or something. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. We were going to use it for phrase of the day. Looking like a whore? No, it's like, <laughs> it's an expression about not looking like a whore. Don't look like a whore? <laughs> no, it rhymes. Modesty is... Oh, modest uh, it, is hottest. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Modest is hottest. No, she wanted to use that as phrase of the day. I'm like, well, I can figure out what that means. Yeah, but you figured out what endure to the end means. Because well, you're smart. Stump me. Okay. All right, people, send in some better ones. <laughs> modest that we can is stump. hottest. Who came up with that expression? Um, it th- there was actually a video of like teenage boys singing this song. It's a song. Yes, they made it into a song. And is it, it was a like, rap? God, <laughs> oh, white white Mormon kids rapping. Dear God, no. <laughs> modest. <laughs> I have to find it, but it's very like. Yeah, I want to find that song. It's, it's. I hate it because it's 
again, the boys telling the girls, yeah. to, you need to be how we want you to be. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's a lot there's of control. No, there's nothing in reverse. There's not a girl song. That controls the like, boys. hey, priesthood holders, don't be dickwads. Like Take there up should the trash, be. Yeah. mow the lawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could start there. Yeah. yeah <laughs> don't be a lazy true. asshole. <laughs> don't be a lazy asshole while I'm baking bread and nursing uh-huh. three babies. Yeah. yeah. There could be that song. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we are out of time. And all over the place as usual. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. All right. Well, we'll have to pick it up there somehow next week. Yeah. How do people get a hold of us if they want to chat? We got to tell them. Okay. Here we go. Direct contact is contact at latterdaylesbian.org. Mm-hmm. Look for uh, Latterday Lesbian podcast on Facebook to join the discussion there. Yep. Uh, there's always our website, latterdaylesbian.org, mm-hmm. um, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. Patreon. And Patreon. I think we covered it. Everything. And a snail mail. Or just come knock on our door. And Let's we'll not just give out no, that address. No. All right. I appreciate that. Someone like Anne is going to be like going rifling through our liquor cabinet, yeah, cleaning it out. You guys drink too much. And cleaning you're too, it out you're... into her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get rid of this. I wonder if she's going to reply to this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, Anne. Lighten up, baby. Well, you know, in Anne's defense, Guinness is like the lowest alcohol percentage you can drink. So there you go. <laughs> So she wasn't being a drunk. She was practically drinking um, sugar water. (laughs) No, Uh, Bud Light. It's like Bud Light, only less. Oh, Michelob Ultra. Oh, isn't that the lowest? Yeah, that's like what the athletes drink. (laughs) I don't know. All the commercials, they're like athletes playing volleyball and shit. Practically hydrates you, I think. Yeah, but why? Why would why? Like you have to drink like seven of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did we just get off track? Huh. We were trying to say goodbye. We were trying to wrap yeah, it up, and now okay. we're talking about Michelob Light and volleyball Ultra. Players. Ultra, okay. All right, well, let's wrap it up. All right, wrap up. Okay. Thanks um, for joining us. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for listening. And remember, steer clear of cults. Because they are no joke. No joke. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.